1: Hi, ACB. My name is Doug Powell and I'm running for a second term on the Board of Directors. I promise to continue to model leadership qualities, mentor leadership in others, and advocate effectively at the national, state, and local levels. I'd very much appreciate your vote.
2: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its
0: staff.
3: This is Dr. Real, and today we are going to talk about bullying in the workplace. But these same concepts can be applied in organizations or volunteer work, um, not necessarily, uh, you know, where you actually work. So it could be where you work and receive a paycheck, or you could be experiencing these problems where you're attempting to do volunteer work um, in various organizations or communities or even even at church. Um, because unfortunately, these types of people are everywhere and they are you know they they are bullies um they were bullies when they were in school or they were bullied and they grow up to be adult bullies and yeah we we do use the the phrase bullies for adults as well especially when we're talking about in the workplace and organizational structure many many people are the victim of bullying and m- many people are bullies and victims. So you may have a double role where you are the victim or have been a victim, and then you bully other people. And then certainly there are are people who are bullies. Bully is basically a personality um, disorder. People with strong tendencies or the actual full disorder of narcissism, borderline antisocial, they are typically bullying people. And they, they want to because they believe that they have the right to control other people. So bullying is about control and manipulation. So it's, it's kind of hard to determine between what is being bullied and what is being harassed. Because harassment also occurs, unfortunately, in the workplace, and organizational structures, volunteer, that type of thing. Harassment is specifically aimed at a person in a protected class. And people in protected class include people with disabilities, um, people of ethnicity, diversity, people African-American or Latino or Native American. Sometimes people who are Caucasian. Um, are harassed, but typically not yet because, you know, Caucasian people still seem to be the majority group. People uh, who have gender identity differences are often harassed. Sometimes people who are older are harassed, especially if you work in an organization and You know, everybody or most people are in their 20s and 30s and 40s, and you get a person who's still there when they're 65 and 70. um, They may be a victim of harassment. So that's what harassment is, and it is specifically directed to a person because you are different from the majority of, of your workers. Bullying, on the other hand, occurs... Usually more than one person is being bullied. Um, There's a whole set of behaviors that the bully or does. And it is more just because that person feels like they need or want to exude power or control over the people that they're bullying. Now, it could be that, you know, you're being bullied because, uh, because you're a blind person, but you're probably being bullied because they view you as somebody that they can bully, not because you're blind. If you had the same personality, the same everything else, and you were, you were sighted, you would probably still be a victim of, of bullying. Bullying is a repeated pattern, not one time. It's a repeated pattern of harmful treatment of one or more people. So the, the treatment is mistreatment, it is harmful, it causes harm, and the person being bullied is the target, and the person doing the bullying is the perpetrator. Bullying is typically verbal abuse. When it rises to the level of, of physical or sexual abuse, then we're talking about assault. So bullying is, is verbal abuse, intimidating or threatening behavior. Bullying basically creates a psychological power imbalance between the perpetrator and the target. So they know that, you know, they're your boss, or they write your paycheck, or they're the president of an organization or the leader of a committee, and you basically work for with them in their mind, you know, there is no equality there. So you work for them, and they believe they have the right to, to manipulate and control you. And they may do this publicly, or they might do it you know, individually where nobody knows. The target you develops feelings of helplessness and a lot of confusion. Um, it can eat away at your self-esteem, your self-worth. It can cause severe anxiety because you don't want to continue to go there, but, you know, you feel like you have to make money or fulfill your obligations on, say, the board or um, whatever it is you do, but you, you feel like, you know, you have to continue to go there, but you have severe anxiety about continuing to be bullied. It can cause depression because, you know, you continue to have your, your be hurt and humiliated and, and controlled and manipulated and attacked. And so then you, you start becoming really depressed. There are things that you can do about being bullied, although they're not easy things. And we'll get to that in a minute. Bullying is not just, you know, when somebody is just annoying or your personality is, is different than their personality and the two of you just have personality click just don't really get along. Bullying is intended to be harmful, humiliating, put you down, etc. And it's a repeated pattern, and it gets worse every time. So if you don't stop the bullying or get away from it somehow, they're only going to continue to, to bully you more or more frequently or, you know, in, in even more harmful ways. Bullying is not illegal. So it's not against the law to bully somebody. And harassment is illegal. So those are two other big differences. However, if you are consistently bullied, there are there may be steps that you can take as far as, you know, with human um, rights or uh Some companies do have policies against bullying, so that's another thing to to know. The ACB Code of Conduct is basically, in part, a policy against bullying and mistreatment. So, you know, that's, that's why it's there. Well, that's one reason it's there, but it does serve to offer some protection from people from being bullied on Zoom calls or, you know, in organizations or whatever. But that's a perfect example of a policy. And many companies have their policies about what happens if people are bullied or what happens if people are mistreated and how to proceed with that. So if you work for someplace, it might be a good idea to check out your handbook and see if a policy exists. If it doesn't and you are in a position that you can you know, help uh, make policy happen, uh, if you're on an employee council or an advisory, or you know something like that, you might want to stand up and and take the steps to say, hey, you know, we we need a, a policy about bullying here. We have them about harassment and different things, but we need to protect our the people that we that we hire or that we have um, a little bit a little bit more. Bullying causes a lot of problems. People have even been bullied to the point where they feel that there is no other way out and, and they commit suicide, which is very tragic. You, you hear about that a lot in school and people do that at your work organizations. When I did a lot of employee, EAP, employee um, assistive programming, I worked with quite a few organizations where somebody had committed suicide, and it was because they were being bullied at work. So that's a really sad situation. Um, but again, they just felt like there was no way out, and if they did anything, they would lose their job, and they couldn't afford to lose their job because you know, they were supporting their family, um, and they actually committed suicide over it. So bullying can be very, very severe. Bullying can come from anybody. It can come from your manager, your boss, the leader of an organization. It can come from other co-workers who are doing, you know, the same thing you are. Or it can come from lower level people, people who are, uh, you know, under you in terms of employment. And um, so it can come in any or all directions. Um of course, the more, the more status or prestige that the person has in the organization and, and the, the workplace, the more difficult it is going to be to stop the bullying, however you can do that. So there are four types of bullies, and bullies can have many of these or several of these types, or they just might be one type. First of all, is the, they refer to it as a screaming meme And the screaming Mimi is a very aggressive communicator. I have worked for those people. They often go into big tirades about what you did or didn't do. Um, They yell. They often use cursing, name-calling, those types of things. And they, they also use very aggressive body language. You know, when they talk to you, they get in your face or... They they move in such a way that is fairly aggressive. They also will send aggressive emails. The woman that I work for would often send these emails, and she would go off on this big, long tirade about who somebody just did something or whatever. And then she would say, and you know who you are in all her emails. <laughs> and every email that she she would send would be something of that nature. You know, instead of just giving us directions as to how to do something or correct something, she would, she would say, you know, this is how it should be done. And, and you know who you are who haven't been doing it. Well, maybe people didn't know, maybe they didn't. Sometimes I was pretty confused about people or wasn't I? These people will often put down your ideas publicly or put you down as an individual. Well, you should know better than that. Or you've been working here for this long and you should know what our policy is by now. Yeah. Um, or or they'll just put down your ideas and they may do that publicly or they may do it individually or they may do it both. They may attack you both ways. Um, the person that I work for, she would put me down, she'd come to her my office and, and make some nasty comment to me and then she would make and to comment, but with a little bit less sting uh, in a meeting. And I usually knew when it was going to happen. So I was fairly prepared. Then there's the constant critic. These people are, everything that you do, they're going to criticize. It doesn't matter how well you do it or, you know, how much you know or whatever. They are going to criticize it. And again, they can do it publicly or individually. They can do it with email. They can do it over the phone. However, but everything, nothing is going to really be good enough for them, and they are going to criticize. And they also are really good at taking credit for your idea. You come up with a really good idea, and it's working, and they'll they'll somehow take credit for, for your idea. These people are really good at leaving you out of things. So the committee has a meeting, and they tell everybody else that the committee is going to have a meeting and they don't tell you. Or, you know, in the meeting, they'll say, oh, my gosh, we forgot to call such and such or tell such and such. Well, why don't you call them? So, of course, that means that you have to join the meeting 15 minutes late, five hour late. Everybody knows that you didn't know about the meeting. These people will try to socially isolate you from other co-workers. I work with another person who was very bad about that. She would she would have lunch with one person and not all, all three of us, or three or four of us who worked in the office and so she would have lunch with one person and right in the middle of that she would yell, We're not trying to socialize or isolate you, Jesse. We just have things to talk about. Yeah. So, and, and then she would often do that with me. She would have lunch with me when she felt like she had gone a little bit too far. Um, so then she would have lunch with me and she would make it very clear to the other co-worker that we are going to have lunch together. Uh, this is going to be for us. We are going to do this. Instead of everybody having lunch together and just enjoying lunch or everybody having lunch separately. So they'll do, do things to to socially isolate you. They also are good at playing jokes on people. And I'm not talking about just some, you know, I, I had a coworker one time and we used to always play jokes on each other. We were always doing just silly things to each other. But both of us kind of knew it and we enjoyed it and, you know, we had fun. But I've also worked for people and they're constantly playing nasty jokes on other people who just don't recover very quickly and and they don't enjoy it. And, you know, they're not okay with the jokes and these are that type of person. Then there's a gatekeeper. These people are very, very manipulative. They will they will withhold information or resources and they'll do it purposely. Um, They give you a task to complete and they might tell you, you know, three of the things that they need you to complete when actually there were six. And then of course, you know, they can, aha, you didn't complete the other three. And your response is, well, I didn't know I was supposed to. Well, you should have known you were supposed to. I gave you the information and they didn't give you the information or, you know, they, they will purposely withhold again, meeting information or, they will tell you to do things, but not tell you, give you any resources. Um, and so you have to gather them up yourself. And then they were criticized that. Well, why did you use Wikipedia to look that information up? Everybody knows you don't use Wikipedia at the workplace. When they had three or four perfectly good resources that they could have shared with you. And they'll do other things to set you up to fail as well. And then there's a two-headed snake. And that is the person who doesn't do things outright. But behind the scenes, they are doing things to hurt you. Um, They'll really pretend to be your friend and and tell you, you know, I'm I'm your greatest cheerleader or I'm your greatest support here. And behind your back, they're talking about you. They're criticizing you. They're plotting with other people, other bullies, to figure out how they can they can hurt you or make you fail. So what they do is, is gain the trust of other people. And they may even try to do this with you. They'll, they'll come and you know gain your confidence, and, and then they'll start talking about other people at the workplace. And very often, people find themselves in that situation because they think that they're you know, being helpful or they think that that person really does like them, then what they find out is, first of all, they're probably doing the same thing to you. And second of all, other people are learning that you talk to this person. And so you become isolated. People don't really want to have anything to do with you. Um sometimes they're really creative about that because they'll offer you something that they know that really would make your life easier. Like they'll offer you rides to and from work, but going to and from work, they're talking about other people or they indicate to others. Well, you know, I take Jesse to and from work and, and when we're in the vehicle or the car, she just talks about you all the time. You know, I don't know what to do. She just talks about you all the time. Well, Everybody knows that they're taking you to and from work, and what an opportunity. So they'll offer you things that really do make your life easier, but then they'll use it against you. So you have to be really supportive about that. I mean, really, um, really, you know, cognitive of that. So bullies get by with what they do because they're good at what they do. They've had a lifelong experience doing this. They didn't just all of a sudden become bullies. They have been bullies ever since they were little. And so they have way more experience about this type of manipulative, controlling, hurtful, humiliating behavior than, than the victims do because they've been doing this for a long time. They're usually also very high performers, very high achievers. And so they're valuable to the company. Um, so, you know, it's going to be hard for anybody to really say anything about them because the company doesn't want to get rid of them because they do so much good and, and they benefit the company in so many ways. They also are really good at creating alliances with other people. So if you say anything about them, you know, other people are going to say, what are you talking about? That person is so nice and, and they don't do that. Yeah, it must just be you. Well, that reassures you that it is, in fact, your fault and that, you know, that you deserve what's going on and that type of thing. The first thing to know is it is not your fault. When you encounter a bully, it is not your fault. You did nothing to say, hey, I want to be bullied today or, hey, I want to be your target for being bullied. That'd be a really cool thing to do. It's not your fault. These people are so good at what they do that they can pick up on people who are vulnerable, people who are nice, and people who are not assertive. So it's not your fault. Even if you're not assertive, it's still not your fault because you have to learn to be assertive. You have to be very confident with being assertive. Bullying in organizations decreases morale it causes low productivity because people don't want to be there and they don't work as hard and they don't like what they do. And very often they're in the bathroom crying or just feeling really bad. It increases bullying. Other people say, hmm, bullying must be the thing here. So, yeah, I can, I can bully too. Victims have more illnesses. They're sick more often. They are less emotionally stable. Um, they're often... Late or if they find any reason they can not to go to work, um, so there's increased absenteeism, there's increased tardiness. You know, people are late for work because they are really spending a great deal of time in the morning getting the nerve to go to work. Um, there's a high turnover and general instability and a hostile working condition so if you see if you see companies or you see committees or you see you know, volunteer organizations, and they have a really high turnover, you might want to steer clear of them because there's probably a lot of bullying going on in those organizations because people don't want to be there. You know, people say, well, uh, there's high turnover in high stress jobs. Well, that's not really true. Um, as long as the employer is supportive, there's really not that high, much turnover in the high stress jobs because people like being there, they like what they do. They are attracted to that high stress. But when the people are being bullied and high stress, oh yeah, they'll quickly find another another place to work if they can. The first thing to do with a bully is speak up. And that is the harder thing to do. But these people with these personal you confront them, you have equal or higher power than they do, and they don't like it. But they will respond to confrontation. And if you do it early on, before the pattern gets set, or before they really are into bullying you, you can actually stop it. So as difficult as it is, it's really important when you feel like you are being bullied, and you can say to them, you know, what do you want me to do with those statements? Or are you bullying me? Or are you just, you know, is this just your way? Because I feel that you're bullying me, and it's not okay. Uh, so be very assertive with them. Um, call attention to their value. You know, I really know that you value everyone's feelings here, but when you speak like that to people, it doesn't come across that way. So when they talk about you know, what's important to them or what they value, pick up on that, and then you can turn it into a confrontation have sight stand in front of the mirror so that you can watch your body language and just just practice being assertive. Record yourself, do whatever you have to do to practice being assertive. And being assertive always involves I statements, not you. So you say I feel or I think or I need instead of you're bullying me. You have to stop. No, they don't have to stop. It would be nice if they did But focus it on you and then focus it on their specific behavior. Because, hey, well, I don't really understand what I'm doing, so could you be specific? And so be specific. If they're yelling at you, say, you know, your voice goes up three or four volumes or 100 volumes, whatever. (laughs) Um, Be specific. When you call me names, I don't, that's not okay. My name is Jesse. My name isn't blindy. whatever. Um, When you have conversations with me and you're talking about this other person, that's not okay because you're involving me in things that I shouldn't be involved in and don't want to be involved in. So please don't talk to me about her or him. When you're telling the manager that I'm asleep at work, that's not okay because I'm not sleeping at work. You know, sometimes my eyes close, and that's part of who I am, but I'm not asleep. You know? So you have to point out their behavior. If it continues, and, and, and with the, the stopping the bullying, you have to start when it first becomes a problem. You can't wait, you know, three or four months or a couple of years or whatever. You have to start when it becomes a problem. Because what's going to happen is they're going to say, well, I always talked to her before like that. She never cared. Well, why should I stop now? I've been doing this for, you know, years. As soon as it becomes a problem for you, speak up. If it takes a day, if it takes a week or whatever. But as soon as it becomes a problem for you, speak up and don't get involved in, well, what's going to happen to me if I do or how are they going to think? Doesn't matter how they think of you. Um, What they need to think is that you're not going to accept disrespectful treatment. If it continues, document. Document who says what, what happens when it's said, why, you know, all the, the who, why, what, where, when. Document. Keep the emails. That's how I got one agency that was really being discriminated against, them discriminating against me. I had locals of emails where, because they wouldn't say anything to me in person, but they stupidly put it in an email. <laughs> And I kept all the emails. I have perfect documentation and I didn't have to do it then. Take care of yourself outside of work. That is so important. And it's important anyway to take care of yourself outside of work. But if you're being bullied or you're in a high stress situation, take care of yourself. Do interesting things. Have supportive people in your life. Make sure that you're getting some exercise. Um, Don't take work at home unless you I mean, that's part of what we do now with COVID, but um, you know, carve out time that you are not going to talk about work. You know, if your hours are supposed to be 8 to 4 at 4.30, you're done. You don't talk about work. Even if somebody calls you and says, hey, I want to talk to you about something that happened at work. No, we'll talk about it tomorrow at lunch or a break if you want to, but we don't talk about work now. Unless, obviously, your your job, you know causes that to happen and that may be in some rare circumstances but still it is time to set boundaries and have certain times that they can call you at work my manager did that just a couple weeks ago they extended our hours and she said i will not ever call you after seven o'clock or before eight o'clock in the morning unless i have to tell you something in an emergency like you know, we don't have any power if I don't come to work. <laughs> you know, something like that. I said, like, cool. Then I won't do the same. Yeah. After seven until eight o'clock the next morning. It's your time and you don't have to worry about mental health consultations. And I do the same thing. I do not send her emails after seven. Yeah. I don't send them I don't send them at you know, six forty five either, because that's just manipulation. So yeah, set your boundaries. If it gets too bad, consider seeking special or professional help. And if you do seek special or professional help, make sure that the person specializes in trauma-informed counseling or that they specialize in workplace uh, bullying. Because some people don't, and they don't truly understand how to deal with it, or how to treat, you know, you as a person, you're coming to seek professional help. So make sure that they specialize in trauma-informed, that's the name for it now, or workplace bullying issues. Then check your policy to see if there's anything about bullying and how that's handled or what the procedure is, because that'll give you a guideline to follow then it's important to talk to your manager or your boss or your supervisor, somebody who is not bullying you. But now make sure that they're not that person's best friend or husband or spouse or something like that, because that'll never work. Um, Even if they tell you, oh, you can come to me and talk to me about anybody. Even, Even, you know, Becky, we're friends, but you can still talk to me about her. No, no. Find somebody else that you can talk to um, because they may have some good ideas for you. They may have some suggestions for you to help you keep from being bullied. Um, they may, you know, they may be able to, to help you. Not that they're going to go talk to the person and say, hey, I understand you're bullying and such and such. Well, you need to stop. No, no, no. What you want is support and suggestions. If it really becomes a problem and you've tried everything that you can think about and everything that your support system can think about, then it's time to talk to human resources about the situation. Because now it's gotten out of control. It's caused you to, you know, do a lot of different things, feel a lot of different things, and it's still happening. So then you need to talk to human resources. Um, and if it really becomes out of control, <clears throat> then it's time to file a complete and you'll have to follow your company's procedure with that um, or start looking for a new job. A lot of times, unfortunately, what happens is people who were bullied at one workplace get into the same daggone situation and they're bullied at the next. And it's because you need to learn to be assertive and you need to learn to recognize when you're being bullied and stand up to that bully. Because when people don't, What they're doing is telling the bullier that, oh, okay, you can treat me that way if you want to. I don't care. My big deal. You're right. You're more powerful. You're, you're in control, you know, whatever. It's okay. You can treat me however. The other thing is when you see somebody else being bullied, stand up for that person, speak up, encourage them to speak up because if you're a very assertive person, they may learn from you. And that may be intimidating because you might feel like, well, you know, I, I really shouldn't speak up for them because if I do, then that person is going to start bullying me. No, they won't because they know that you can confront people and you're not going to tolerate it. Um, we had a person who worked at where I work and she was really a bully and really manipulated. And it took several years to end it, but it, it finally did. Unfortunately, another person um, who had some mental illness uh, lost her job and had a really bad setback in her mental illness in the process. But, you know, it, it finally worked out. But in the process of that, people gained a real respect for me because I'm the one who told them that she was bullying to begin with. and I'm the one who took up for the other people involved, and they learned some real assertive skills from just watching me be assertive with them. So don't don't be afraid to stand up for the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the information on bullying. If anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to ask. Be mindful that we are being streamed, and so don't share you know, a lot of identifying or personal information, especially about your boss, because <laughs> you don't know who's listening.
1: And our first person is Karen. Hi, Jesse. How are you today?
3: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: Well, I was doing good until I heard this topic, because it kind of put my whole stomach into a knot. Oh, um, I am so glad that I am retired, but that does not um, take me away from bullying at all. Um, I, I have one person who likes to yell at me, and, um, and so that hasn't gone well. Um, we're no longer in contact. And then I serve on a board of directors, and, and me and my committee were attacked during a board meeting. And um, so and I really couldn't say you know, it was difficult to control because on Zoom, they mute you and stuff. So um, so I find it unfortunate that there are so many people who feel that they can bully or be nasty to other people. Um, I appreciate the fact of what you said, you know, to be careful about who you talk to. I confide in very few people because I feel that, and that maybe that protects me, but also, um, you know, it 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 stops me from sometimes having close relationships. But what I've learned throughout my life is, you know, a lot of people feel that it's okay to repeat whatever you say to them, and I really have a different code of ethics. You know, I feel if you tell me something privately, it stays with me, um, and, and that, and it's not like for me to tell to other people. So, um, anyway, I just some. Um, I I guess the one thing that's hard for me to do is someone yelling at me. Um, I would try to yell back, but I, I will have to work harder on just <laughs> keeping my cool. Um, but anyway, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this in the workplace any longer. And I, I, and what you said is correct. Um, if anyone's being victimized at work, you really need to, um, keep paper, have a paper trail on your email or whatever, and take notes, um, take notes of what happened when, so that once it gets to the point, where you um, you do decide to file a claim or act upon it or report it, you have the information that is needed. Um, we are discriminated against. I've been discriminated against. And um, it's really important for us all to protect ourselves with details and information. So, Jesse, thank you for the topic, even though it might be upsetting to some, but
3: You know, it's important information, so thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, this is not an easy topic because it brings people, you know, it brings memories back when you may have been bullied or criticized or whatever. But the whole intent of this topic and any other topic is so, not to bring up painful memories, absolutely not. But so that you can prevent this stuff from being a pattern in your life or repeating itself. And and so that you can gain confidence and realize it wasn't your fault. It was the other person. And so put it back (laughs) at their door and move forward.
0: All right. Our next hand is um, Mary Carla. I have sort of a two pronged question. Uh, First of all, I was bullied a lot as a child And, um, bullying has such an insidious effect. Um, and, you know, since it happened over a long period of time at an early age, um, it was, um, it still is having psychological effects on me today. Um, I have a hard time trusting people. Um, I You know, there are a lot of times I feel betrayed, probably. Um, when I'm not being betrayed, I feel ganged up on because I was ganged up on. I don't deal well with as well with, you know, groups of people. I'd rather be one-on-one, you know. It's just different things, and it's very insidious. And so I I am also a teacher, and I teach in a Christian school, and it's hard to believe that in a Christian school there is bullying. And bullying, as I said, it's very insidious, and there are other ways that children bully that we didn't get into, like the tattling and um, carrying um, false tales and shunning and um then there's the whole question now of cyberbullying and i guess my question is i have a two-pronged question first of all as an adult i've tried not to let it affect me because this was way back in my childhood but it is and i want to know what i can do to to stop these effects um you know it's you know it, it tears down your confidence it's it's just very difficult And then the other thing I want to know is, how can I prevent it? We have a bullying um, project at school. We have a policy. But, you know, there was a child that left our school, a Christian school, because he was bullied. And that's unacceptable. And when I find out about it, I do not tolerate it in my classroom. I just don't. So, um, And I was bullied even by a teacher. And, and that's really hard because you have a victim mentality then and it's, they're, they're powerful over you. So anyhow, um, I guess my question is how to overcome my previous bullying and what can I do to help to prevent it in my, my students nowadays?
3: I could send you quite a few resources on bullying, and um, one of them is specifically for schools and because of, that's where it starts. And so, yeah, I can send you some resources on that because it would take a long time for me to you know get into that um so, I could send you or anybody who is interested in some resources and some papers that were written, which may help give you some ideas that that you can do in school. um
0: appreciate that
3: yeah and 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 then. You know, you can call me and ask me further questions after you read the information or whatever. It is very difficult when you were, and and many of us were, and this is why it's, it's hard now, because we were bullied throughout childhood. We were made fun of or, you know, verbally abused or whatever we were. And it's very difficult to separate that from when somebody does something now that might feel kind of close to what was going on then. Um, So your, your your first defense is going to always be being assertive, being able to confront the behavior now. You couldn't really do anything about it then because maybe you were in a position that you couldn't or you didn't even know what to do. But you can now. And so that's the important thing to realize that you can do something now versus then. And so just kind of separate yourself and say, wait a minute, is is this what was going on then? Or is it bringing up memories of what was going on then? Because if it's bringing up memories, then you can take some steps maybe to deal with those memories and kind of put them in the past. If it, if it is, Bullying. If it if it's really happening, then you can take steps to be assertive, and we'll talk about both of those things in future calls.
1: All right, and
2: you have um, one more person left, Pam Coffee. Okay, I will try to make this very fast. Um, boy, when you said bullying can be uh, insidious, boy, you weren't kidding because. Um, and I was in my 50s when this happened. Uh, I really was not bullied as a child. I mean, there were a few things said to me that weren't very nice, but I wouldn't go so far as to say I, I was bullied. But as a almost a senior adult, um, I was. And the thing that was so bad about it was I had no clue what was going on. I knew this person was sort of you know, giving me the night not so nice treatment, but he was actually a family member, extended family. He was an uncle and he was getting some of the other family members involved and getting uh, one of my neighbors involved and I had no clue that some of that was going on until way later when I had to get legal assistance and I mean it can be very insidious and I really appreciate the, uh, the suggestions that you've made today. I wish I had known some of those back then. Um, but it can get, it can really be hard to deal with. And the interesting thing about that person was he thought he was going to control my life for another 20 years. Well, guess what? He got a very vicious form of cancer and within a very short time, he died. So, <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't he, that. He, he got his come up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, I really appreciate uh, your suggestions for dealing with bullying with bullies, and it is a painful topic,
3: but a very mm. important one. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you. Hmm. Uh, Are there any other questions?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, phone number, area code 301, ending 145, has their hand.
4: Yeah, I experienced bullying in the workplace. Um, It went on for a few years. I tried to, you know, take steps to stop it, but I work in kind of a unique place, I guess. Um, There were, you know, probably half-sighted and half-visually impaired there. And the supervisor, who was also, you know, the manager take the part of the sighted usually, you know, so we, we had very little leg to stand on when trying to defend ourselves. But, you know, the, the sighted would, a group of them, I guess I think they would get bored because they were there doing the same thing every day, all day. And all they would do is look around for something or think of something to do to entertain themselves. Well, I've never had vision, so my eyes just don't open anymore that much. I don't think about it. So a lot of times they're, they're closed and they would go to the boss and tell them I was sleeping and not working, and I'd get called into the office. And my work was still getting done. I'm the only one doing that job, so how they thought I did it while asleep, I don't know. But I could point this out to my manager and the other supervisors, and just get nowhere. I could just, you know, no matter how much I tried to talk, there was nowhere to go. They, you know, they were going to listen to the ones that could see because they could see and they knew what was going on. And different times they took money from my profit sharing for this and different things. Um, and it, it really is hard to go, you know, day after day and know that you're in a fishbowl where they're just constantly watching and waiting for something to, you know, and I let them know, I I don't know who all was involved in it. I knew the girls right across from me, the ladies, and I let them know that I knew, um, but it, it didn't stop. And there were no policies in the handbook. We had no union. No committees, you know, to, you, you just couldn't do anything about it but endure it, really.
3: And that's a very, very, very difficult position to be in, you know, when you really can't do anything about it. And many people, they they are in that position where they can't do anything about it. Confronting the bully, you might be able to do that. But then if there are several and they're taking part of it, uh you know, it, it can be really difficult to get yourself out of it.
4: And that's where... Unfortunately, if, they would see me come out of the office crying and all that, too. And I'm sure that added to their fun. Absolutely. You know, get emotional. And,
3: uh, yeah, or you try not to, you know. Every time you would get called into the office, that was another... It was an aha. And then every time you walked out, if you were crying or upset or whatever, of course, you know, you're human. And then Is it was another big it? aha. <laughs> Right. and yeah so some people so they they were actually getting more reinforcement than right what they would have gotten if you had been able to confront them every day because th- they were they were getting a lot of mileage out of out of that
4: and, and it gave them entertainment
3: absolutely yeah Well, next week, we're going to kind of continue, and we're going to talk about being assertive, how to be assertive with people instead of when they yell at you, you yell back, which is a human tendency, (laughs) but um, we're going to talk about being assertive and how you can protect yourself a little bit better. So, everybody, enjoy your week, and we'll be back next week. And thank you, Jason and Chanel.